Hey everyone, today is Wednesday, the 7th of February, 2024. This is The Gap, episode 695. We're closing in on 700, Job. Uh, I'm with Laurie. Job Guro is here. Nearly there. Yep. You said you said Job before you introduced Introducing you. Yeah, yeah, that would have been confusing. That was me testing you to see if you would start talking. Because ah. uh, if you do, that's a sin in podcasting. Oh, yeah, you can't talk before you're introduced. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Yeah, you should know this by now. I do 700 know episodes So in. I didn't talk. You see? Yeah, look. I didn't speak until you introduced <laughs> me. I'm like, all right. That's weird. He's not supposed to do that. I'm going to have to like, I'm going to have to tell fucking Tim Cook. I'm going to have to mm-hmm. e- email oh, Big Tim Cook and Apple Podcasts and other Apple yeah. products about Luke's- Such as know, the- Vision Pro, the Vision Pro, is that what it's called? Vision Pro, oh. Yeah. You're going to fucking sell your car to get one or what? Uh, Maybe the house. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think the car will be enough. No, probably not. To be fair. Yeah. You could put a lien on your house Mm. to get one, probably. And then, like, surely you'd get, was it six, six and a half thousand dollars worth of work? Something like that, yeah. Out Out of the purchase? Yeah. Oh, but I've heard it's a really good joke. Oh, it's, it's the fucking Apple fanboys love it. I'm sure <laughs> it's definitely six thousand dollars better than whatever else is available on the market at the moment. What does it do again? Make you have weird eyes when you when it. Have you seen displays? like the comparisons between the uh, what was like the the images going around of this is what it'll look like and then what it actually looks yeah. like yeah oh my god <laughs> holy shit just staggering I, I can't even believe it no i like the i like when people do the like display my face to like oh but people can't see your eyes when you're talking to them like you can see through but they can't see your eyes so now it displays yeah. their eyes and it yeah. is the fucking. It's that's what I was talking about. Like yeah, it just, it yeah, just yeah, right. Like, like oh, I thought you meant the before and after. Like what what they were pitching on announce of what the yeah, yeah. what the screen what was going like to be capable of. Ah, uh, no, uh, I'm talking about the eye thing. The, oh like, my god, that's that so like. fucking bonkers, man. <laughs> I had I I hadn't seen. I, I had missed the before. I've got to go back, mm. but I can't believe they put that shit out. And they're like, yeah, we're happy with this. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go live with this. I watched a movie on the weekend. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's called The Beak Eeper. The Beekeeper. No, The Beak Eeper. Um, this is one of those like ripoff, like Transformers. Transformers. <laughs> no, no, it was the Jason Statham film, uh, Beekeeper. Uh, it's got to be the dumbest fucking movie I've watched in a long time. In a really, really long time. I sat there the entire time while Jason Statham made bee puns, like for no reason, like he was in fucking that Jerry Seinfeld movie, the bee movie, right? Like this, this these were the fucking... These were the bee puns they left on the fucking cutting room floor of the bee right. movie or something, right? Just fucking nonstop bee puns. And I'm like, what is going <laughs> on? 
And then they introduced a second beekeeper because everything's got to have... It's it's all good. Like, John Wick has basically ruined action cinema at this point, right? Mm -hmm. Like, not only has it made the lazy efforts look really bad, but it's also, like, any of the, the really, like, intricate efforts, uh, the involved efforts now feel like they have to have some sort of idiotic law-building horseshit when all anyone gives a fuck about is good action sequences. How mm. how did we... How did the raid, right? How did the raid and Judge Dredd come out, take audiences by storm, blow everything up with their... Raid more than Dredd, but, like, nevertheless... The sto- there's no story in either of these films, right? And then Raid 2 immediately fails to learn its own fucking lessons. Dread 2 never fucking comes out, sadly. Uh, and then every other film decides, oh, yeah, we're going to have this intricate fucking story. Shut the fuck up. No, you don't. Have new and interesting ways for people to die on camera. That's all that matters. Luke is drinking a mango smoothie and he keeps drinking some. It's the exact same color as his shirt. And he keeps drinking some and then wiping his fucking face with a napkin. And it is unbelievably distracting. Like, you've got no idea. I can't can't fucking focus while he keeps fucking doing this. Because it's like legit, like, you can't see this, but like it legit just looks like he fucking is doing like bicep curls for no fucking reason. Uh, he's moved. He's moved it across, so it's no longer just off to the side. He's moved it to the fucking front. So now it's sort sort of like when someone is on a green screen because he's like half his face just disappears, and the napkin's back out again. Like, just leave some fucking mango smoothie on your face, Luke. I don't have any straws. You know how hard it is to to drink a smoothie without a straw. It's a nightmare. Why don't you have straws? <clears throat> I don't know because they get in the sea turtles. Get, no, get a fucking metal straw. Why don't you have it? It's been... Uh, we've known... Those things scare me. How, what? Why? I'm worried about my teeth. Like... Uh, mm. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that. You know what also I don't like? When, I, when I'm when i getting... Uh, when you're felching out of the... and, and the straw is really cold. <laughs> when I'm getting forks out of the dishwasher oh, yeah. and their little, like, teeth interlock with each other. Oh, it's yeah. just like, no, nope, that's... I'm not into that. You're not all. into it. Not into it. Yeah. <laughs> no. How are they interlocking? Well, so like if I accidentally pick them up and they sort of just interlock and then like I try and move them and then that's it. They just make that sound and they get stuck and then it hurts my teeth. You've got one of those, like you got a dishwasher with like a carry basket for cutlery, oh, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. our dishwasher has like a, a dishwasher for a little while anyway, uh, has like a top shelf. Like a rack. Yeah, yeah. At the top and... Mm-hmm. It's it's the best. I don't I like the bucket the bucket system terrible. Terrible. Mm. Uh but yeah, I do vaguely remember. You you put all the forks in the same like little compartment, right? Mm, what, in my drawer or in the dishwasher? In the dishwasher. Dishwasher they go wherever they want. You are fucking kidding. Uh, why, all the why, forks did, did, in the same spot. This is why you haven't fucking the tines intertwining. All you the want forks. to put them all in the same spot. All the forks in one section, all the spoons in another section, all the knives in a third section, right? And then when you, when it's dry, you grab the fucking bunch and dump them straight in the fucking drawer. As long like you do have separated fucking cutlery in the cutlery drawer, right? 
No, everything goes in there. Plates, I, dishes. No, I saw Luke's face as as he was he was <laughs> he was drinking his fucking smoothie, and he's like, "Oh yeah, well, I'm gonna wipe my face, and then I'm gonna say some fucking unhinged shit." Uh, so no, I don't believe it. I know you got a fucking cutlery drawer. It's fine, um, but still, yeah. Put them all. Why? Why would they go in separate fucking? Why would they go all together? Why would you mix the forks and the knives and the dishwasher? Uh, it doesn't matter. It does. I, of I course, it matters. Oh, fuck. If you know any, like, getting my wife to put anything in the dishwasher is a fucking challenge. Oh, yeah. I getting just... her to put it in order would just be oh, yeah, a right. miracle. You're, you're, just the, <laughs> yeah, you're just happy something's gone yeah. in the dishwasher. If something's in there, yeah, that's fine. That's good. Yep. We'll, we'll go over to Luke's and we'll all have been drinking for hours and then she'll start washing up and you're like, what are you doing? Why are you washing up? Isn't that isn't that a dishwasher literally next to you? And she's like, "Oh yeah, I'll just I'll just wash up for a second. I'm like, she's never done that before. What are you talking about? She absolutely has. Huh. She one hundred percent has. Might be like a giant cheese board that doesn't fit in the actual dishwasher. She was washing up plates and shit. It was fucking bonkers. Oh. Yeah, that's weird. It was bananas. Um, how many how many like times does he say like honey and hive and hive? About four hundred honey, maybe yeah. like three. Only oh, three. Oh, really? Yeah. He gets some honey at the start, mm. and yeah. Oh, actually, right at the start, he like captures a bag of hornets. See, that's 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 more terrifying to me than like the beekeeper, the hornet. Yeah, the green hornet. Well, that one's taken, so. but. So. Do you think maybe that's why they were like, fucking, he's a haunt. Like, he catches hornets. And they're like, we can't. That's taken. It's too late. And they're like, what Seth, if we call Seth it Rogan already the Bumblebee? And they're like, oh, that's already been made too. Oh, and like, damn. fuck. God, what can we do? What do we go with then? How about the beekeeper? Yep. Fucking. I guess. Run whatever. with it. Yeah. Yep. Anyway. Right. Good times. Fair enough. Um, hey, let's keep keep talking about uh cinema oh, yeah. right here um and talk about grounded 2 um this is a, a documentary from N naughty dog the creators of uh such series as uh uncharted uh the last of us uh crash bandicoot back in the day um and uh grounded 2 is is a, a documentary on the making of the last of us part two um did you get a chance to watch this at all it was released in the last week i have not watched it no okay mean it's um so this is i guess like this something that sony has done a couple of times now um i don't know if it's a playstation initiative or something internally that, that's been going on but uh this is you know obviously a a, a another documentary from um, a PlayStation team. The first one that I watched, which I've talked about a couple of times, is uh, Raising Kratos um, from Santa Monica Studios and the creation of, of the original God of War game. Um, and uh, this one, yeah, looks at The Last of Us Part Two, which started filming really early on in development, um, all the way up until as most recently as the end of last year. Um, the reason as to why it sort of took so long for this to come out uh, is because of, of COVID. Um, once the, um, 
once that basically hit, people started working from home um, and they weren't able to get like a bunch of that footage put together and edited. And so that sort of slowed the whole process down. And up until recently, have they been able to go in and, and grab all that footage and start putting it all together and finish a lot of their interviews, I guess. So um, the actual documentary starts off uh, really early. Like you're talking like 2013-ish. Right. Um, I think, or or maybe it was 2016. Anyway, somewhere real, real at the start of it. Basically, like it, it's it's got footage of Neil Druckmann like giving uh, a presentation to the, the leads of the studio, being like, "This is the story we're gonna tell. Um, here's some assets, some drawings I've done. Here's the basic premise of what we're going for." Um, and then yeah, it rolls on from there. So it, it's it's super early on, uh, and it looks through all aspects of de- development from. Um, the initial sort of like pitching phase to 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 writing um stuff with animation and the storytelling and then uh issues that they ran into um they look at like the audio team and how they worked uh and then up until like a, a bunch of problems that they sort of faced and um and then from there they also do like a little bit of a post-mortem as well um which is some of the more recent interviews that they they conducted looking back on some of the things that happened some of the um controversies after the game was released and even before the game was released uh and then they also talk about the future of of naughty dog or i guess the last of us as well um so uh it is a like an interesting sort of look into game development if you're uh somebody who is interested the like the behind the scenes of how some of this stuff gets made um like there are there are some initial pitches in there that sort of when Neil is talking, you can see the the groundwork of what he was thinking of doing and sort of where things ended up. And I think like one of the, I remember um, when you guys talked about, we did like a spoiler cast mm. um, and Nathan was, was pitching the idea of, or, or saying that like he felt the game at one point was, uh, told in a, in a in a different fashion it, rather than it being split up into two different characters that you're playing he thought that like i feel like at one point this was a linear like you go from day one to day two day three yeah that that theory is pretty much squashed right at the beginning of of this documentary neil Druckmann, um during the first pitch he talks about like hey um this is going to be a story about this pivotal character what happens to them i won't say it here because some people might still not know um but from here you're then going to play as as ellie and then you're going to get attached to her build up a lot of resentment for this other person and then we're going to switch it halfway through and you're going to play as the other person and you're going to see from her perspective what what's going on and why she did these things and and try and connect the player to uh trying to connect them more to the player and, and understand like why she did these things and so um it seems like it was always meant to be that way um f- telling it from split down the middle and and the other thing that they sort of went into was how um and it's something that we did touch on when we talked about the spoilers was that there was a bit of a disconnect between do you remember like day one in seattle where you and uh, sorry ellie and dina yeah. are um roaming around and it's a bit more of like an open yeah like a hub area where you're going to different parts of this location on your horse there's like a bank you can go visit and then like a music store or 
um i think it's like a, a church or something anyway and it's a, it's it's a it's it's a hub it's it's a zone where you can go out and explore a bit more and it's less um guided uh and and that's sort of the way they were looking at making that game was like these yeah. hub areas where you'd go into and then they ran into a problem where like while that was a cool idea it wasn't able to tell like they weren't able to tell the story that they were trying to tell that they had they had written because it was sort of um they wanted to be able to like force people to go down certain situations and do certain things and it just felt like it lost a lot of that core aspect of that that first game and like wanting them to tell a, a narrative story that way and so um that's why they sort of drove it back a little bit and made it a bit more like focused in terms of you going through these long areas or big wide open areas it was a bit less like you can go wherever you want um it was a bit more like guided in terms of like this is a sandbox zone but you're still sort of confined to the area so they talk about like a, a bunch of those design decisions and and why things sort of changed um and then they sort of look at uh yeah different aspects of the development from like animations to um how they got certain uh teams within the sound department to work with each other and then um putting together uh like demos for e3 or 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 creating trailers and how they could like throw off people's sense in terms of what the story was doing um because I, I, I don't know if you remember this, but I think the very first time that that game was demoed, there was a, a character in that game, in that demo that's not actually in the in that, that part of the game where he's not in it, he's not there. Right. And so they were trying to throw people off that way by, by leading them in right. a different direction. And um, yeah, and it's just like looking into a bit of insight into that and how they, they go about uh, looking at marketing as another way to... Uh, to really connect with the player because it is for them an important part of them uh speaking to their audience and also wanting to surprise them in certain ways um and then uh, leading on from that is a discussion about the leaks that they had leading up to launch yeah cool yeah um and how they were basically you know the things that i was talking about like wanting to surprise people was all of that stuff was now someone was posting it online and it turned out because they had moved to a a work at home environment um all of their servers were were based in the naughty dog uh studio right and there was no connection to outside interference at all and so when they went to a work from home environment they had to start allowing people to be able to connect this stuff and then that opens up a lot of security issues and so um like a, a, someone in their 20s they they talk about them a little bit i think it was a a, a girl that was behind it right. but they he, he sort of says like i i was like filled with rage and very angry but at the same time like the story that i was trying to tell is, is sort of that that story it's about revenge and being angry right. and then at the end of the day my message is to just like the message of the story is you have to let it go and and he he had this like full circle moment of of being like look i know a lot of people were hurt but this is the sort of way i think i need to handle it um Hmm. and so they dive into that a little bit and and talk about how this person basically leaked this content because they thought it was gonna force naughty dog to release the game early that was sort of their excuse which is which is bizarre um 
And so it's a lot of like people dealing with that. And then, and then I think some of the things that people would have seen this week in the news going around was like the impact it had on the, um, on some of the performance, uh, artists in the game or actors in the game. Um, and the amount of flack that, uh, the character who plays sorry that the actor who plays abby got um for portraying a video game character uh and the threats that sort of she received even before the game was released and so um it talks to like a bunch of the uh to, to like a bunch of the uh cast on there and how they went about um delivering their performances and so like uh, troy baker laura bailey um is in there and they talk about like what they did on the roles um and so yeah it, it's a decent insight into the creation of games um i don't think that it's necessarily got the amount of inside drama is something like the double fine documentary that, right, that yeah. i watched but that was also a 20 five part series that went for like 30 hours yeah and they're trying to condense a lot of that stuff in there um and so yes there is some some stuff in there that is a little bit like it's not all painted in a perfect picture um but there is a bit of of, uh there's a few things in there that sort of headlock and, and and butt heads with each other so um yeah i mean i enjoyed watching it it's uh if you yeah like i said if you're into that sort of um looking into game development or want to get an insight into how some of these games are made naughty dog is a uh i don't know they're one of the biggest studios out there and they sort of talk about how they have transformed a lot of their um the way they work i think uh, one of the big things they they touch on towards the end is is when, when you do project work one of the the last things you normally do is like you go back and you look at all right what were our, our um what were, what were the things we did really well what could we improve on like a post-mortem type thing yep. and a bunch of the feedback that they did get was um was surrounding like crunch and things like that right uh and and during the documentary they, they talk about like hey we were people wanted some people wanted to stay back late we had deadlines to do so trying to figure out ways to accommodate that bringing uh you know caterers in to do dinners and that sort of stuff um and so their philosophy going forward is like we've we spent uh i don't know when did the last of us come out 29 20 20 the first one no the last of past two sorry oh 2021 wasn't it 20 i think it's 2020 yes 2020 um so it's been four years since that game Mm. uh nearly four years they spent it sounds like a good chunk of time not working on anything they they spent a good chunk of time redeveloping their their workflows and their pipelines to to get rid of crunch and so their idea now going forward is we're not going to do any of that we're going to make sure that people have their their hours that they work and then they go home and they don't have to worry about it they're not staying like they've sort of feel like they've failed if um they need to be calling people into to do extra hours working until midnight for for months on end um so they've they've tried to get rid of that from um from their perspective so they touch on that a tiny bit as well um and then to wrap to wrap things up they go into um like what what's the future of, of the last of us look like yeah. um and neil talks about how he he didn't have 
an idea for what the if there would be a last of us part three he had an idea that there would be a game surrounding like tommy and and he said that like as a off past comment somewhere and it got picked up in the media at some point as like they're going to do a tommy spinoff um and he said like like i've got an idea for that but it's not really you know that sort of disappeared after we started thinking about it a bit more um and he he was basically like we've you know i've been i'm involved with the tv show now we're doing things with that and he's like up until recently i didn't have an idea for for where we would go if we were to do another game but now i do i've got a concept in mind that is like a through line for those for for the three games um but it's just a concept right and, and so that's where he sort of leaves it so there's some takeaways from that he has an idea for a part three Part three is not the next game they're working on. So they're working on something right now. Right. Um, a single player. We, we know it's a single player story game. They've talked about that. Yep. It's not Last of Us. It's it's something else. Mm. Um, so that's sort of where the documentary wraps up. Anyway, I, I enjoyed uh, watching it. it. It's on the... Um, you can either go to like the Naughty Dog um, YouTube page. It's, it's basically two hours long, but it's, it, it's a good insight into game development and... Uh, if you watched um, Raising Kratos and you enjoyed that, mm. sort of very similar. Um, so you can go check that out. It's called Grounded 2. The making, sorry, making The Last of Us Part 2. Um, I hate that it's called Grounded 2. Every <laughs> yeah. time I see a headline, like talking about something from it, I'm like, You're like oh, Grounded shit, 2? <laughs> <laughs> yes, finally. Wrong. Wrong, Job. It's not that. But uh, I did chuck it on my... Uh, watch list so yeah uh, yeah uh yeah I'm, I'm I, I don't i don't know if i ever watched the first one i can't i feel like i did i think, I think you it, did i vaguely remember you talking yeah. about it it might have even been a part of like the uh the remaster like a bonus yeah yeah it thing. is it is there yeah yeah and grounded 2 was supposed to be but they were still so i think it's also being added so if you've got the Last of Us Part Two remaster, it'll get chucked it. Yeah, yeah, um, it, yeah. It does sound like it was like purely just because the people working on it were caught up in COVID and they they yeah. didn't get around to editing a lot of it. But there's a there's a decent like timeline throughout where it sort of tries to keep in keep you in track of where they are in the current day, like the people they're talking to, and and um you know hey here's our release date and then COVID hitting and them talking Mm. about like oh we can't actually release during COVID now because like shipping is just fucked and nobody knows what's going to happen so if we put a game out people may not get it and trying to figure out those sort of things um so yeah anyway um Grounded 2 the uh Last of Us making of go check it out um nice all right uh, I've got a few other things on the list here, video game related. It okay. is Steam Next Fest. Um, right. Nice. Did you get a chance to play any Steam Next Fest games? No. No. Oh, actually, okay. I did. I did play one. Yeah. Uh, Children you of talk the about Sun. It? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't. I've been busy. Uh,. But it only just started, right? It only just kicked off. Yeah, like yesterday or something. Yeah. Um, so hopefully I'll get to play some more, although that's going to get rougher and rougher, I guess. Um, some games are coming in. Uh, 
But yes, Children of the Sun is a new one, uh, Devolver published game uh, by a bloke named Rene. Uh, or Reen, I don't know. Rother, um, I'm 90% sure it's a German German guy, and uh, it sort of reminds me of um, the. Remember just before the latest Hitman trilogy dropped? Mm-hmm. And they did that sniper, like, mini game? The mode thing? Yeah. It was sort of like a demo, but you were just sniping from a long distance type thing. And you could pick different like locations to snipe from and, and stuff like oh. that. They never really turned it into anything beyond. I, if I, like, as far as I remember, there was only ever two levels, right? Uh, it always seemed like a wasted opportunity because it seemed like such a rad idea, but I don't know. They never did much with it. This is sort of... Like, this is sort of doing something with that idea. Um, you are a sniper uh, trying to get revenge on this uh, this cult. Uh, and, yeah, I won't go into too many details but uh, about the story or whatever. Uh, but, yeah, you go in and, uh, yeah, you... Snipe. Um, the way it works is you've got a limited number of shots. Uh, like you've got one shot uh, and you've got like a limited number of moves. So when you hit a target, when you hit a soft target, uh, mm-hmm. which can be like, there are a number of uh, like environmental elements that are soft targets. He just, he's chewing. He's now chewing his fucking smoothie. He just like lifted it up. He he went profile, right? You don't understand how fucking distracting this is. It is fucking crazy. Turn my my video off. I'm trying to, yeah, you're going to have to because I'm trying to fucking talk about some stuff and then he goes in profile and he fucking glug, glug, glug and then he starts chomp, chomp, chewing, chewing, wiping his fucking face with his fucking napkin, still chewing. It's fucking crazy. Really? It is bonkers. It's a fucking smoothie. What the fuck are you chewing? <laughs> I don't know. <gasps> anyway, um, so you hit a soft uh, soft target. It keeps going. So soft targets are like uh, in the environment. Are um, I believe it's like wood is a soft target. Um, there are like fuel canisters that are soft targets uh and the most important soft target bodies bodies are soft targets when you hit a soft target you can then fire again from that position you have a limited amount of time but you turn it around and you fire and that is sort of how the the game works it's sort of like a puzzle game in that you need to Line up your shot, and you're not just, you've only got one, right? But there's like four plus targets at every location. You need to line up your shot in such a way that when you hit whatever your target might be, whatever soft object might be, you can then 
hit another one to keep going, right? And that's sort of the essence of it, right? As soon as you hit something hard or you take too long on after the soft target, uh, that's it. Your your turn's over. You can't shoot anymore. And if you haven't killed all the fucking enemies, then you fail. Um, and so, yeah, it turns into like a, a bit of a... It's, it's almost like a... Um, a Talus Principle fucking laser puzzle, right? Because you're trying to bounce, bounce this like these straight lines, right? It's a it's a geometry puzzle, right? Uh, constructed entirely of yeah, where you can clearly bounce to the next location to hit another target, uh, and it winds up like getting pretty intricate, um, but. It does kind of in the demo. It feels kind of one note, like, uh, and like, yeah, like, it, what you're shooting, what you're what you're attacking, isn't necessarily always just oh, I'm bouncing from body to body or whatever. Like you are blowing shit up and stuff like that, uh, setting yourself up with like clever fucking little pre shots that don't technically hit anyone but allow you to hit everyone after it and stuff like that like there is like you do have in, in any good puzzle game there is that element of you know feeling the cleverness angle right where the the player oh man okay that's dope i you know i worked that out i feel really fucking clever i did i didn't just trial and error i use the knowledge that i've gained from playing this game um, and then I executed something and what I executed happened to solve the puzzle and like, I feel smart as a result. That's, that's, I think what most puzzle games are going for. Um, it's just that it doesn't, uh, like in my playthrough, my play session, it doesn't really go much further than that. Like that's sort of the end of it. You've. Like in Talos Principle, you're like, oh my god, yeah, I didn't think, I didn't think I would be able to solve this. Like I've I've spent fucking twenty minutes here, but now that I, like I finally fucking worked it out, and I that actually allows me like making that fucking logic leap now allows me I can go back and solve another puzzle that I couldn't fucking figure out before, right? Because now I understand. I have a new way of looking at, at fucking laser splitters or some shit, you know? Like, it never goes to that extent. Or, like, you know, but it's just a demo, right? Maybe it does in the full game, but I think that's a mistake with the demo. If you get the feeling, you're playing through it, and you're like, oh, it doesn't go, does it does it go any further than this? Sure. Uh, I'm not sure that it does, right? Like, yeah, that's a it's a big leap to take on mm. a on a purchase if you feel like the demo might have shown you everything there is to see already that's not to say it's not fun like what you're playing is fun um it's just yeah a little monotonous right it's that's funny because it's like it's watching some of the video footage it reminds me of similar concept to like wanted the the film with yeah um, yeah that's angelina that's jolie and yep. uh james mcavoy yep. but like that 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 again is like at the start of that film you're sort of shown 
the concept of what the film is about which is uh people like slinging bullets and like shooting them in weird directions uh and it's about uh james mcavoy like trying to learn how to do it i guess yeah but it never really goes any further like once you've seen the trick you've seen it and it's just him like trying to learn it right and that's sort of similar to what you're saying like you see the trick at the start of this game yep. and it doesn't really go beyond that concept it's just sort of you're trying to figure out the puzzle of how you solve that there's no like Talos principle moment where they throw in another thing to be like here's this other way to interact with it and, or something else um, but I guess it, it's something that could come later on it just doesn't yeah really convey that you're saying yeah exactly uh, which is yeah a little bit disappointing you know Anyway, but, I got my one wanted reference in for this week for people keeping count. Yep, perfect. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like the demos there, like I would definitely recommend like having a look for yourself, uh, giving it a run, uh, trying it out because you might just really connect with, oh my God. It's, he's I, like, the worst part about this smoothie thing is that it's been 40 fucking minutes. Right? Like, it can't be cold anymore. Right? Halfway through, baby. That is crazy. (laughs) That is crazy. Like, this is too much smoothie, Luke. Like, man, it's ridiculous. Anyway, uh, I forgot. Oh, yeah. Fuck me dead. Um, Yeah, I'm done. I don't know. Whatever (laughs) I was saying, it's gone. So. Uh, let's move on. What's next? Uh, I checked out a couple of games. Uh, the first one was Lightyear Frontier. Um, this showed up in like a, uh, I don't know, PlayStation showcase or something like that. And it sort of looked interesting to me. Uh, space farming. I was like, fuck yeah, that's, and I, I remember talking about that being like, that seems like it's right up my alley. Um, so I, uh, I jumped in and, and, and checked it out. The pictures, the like images are very colorful and bright and it's sort of... Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's sort of like, um, I don't know, tickles that like farming survival sort of doing tasks and all that sort of stuff that a lot of people enjoy these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, but instead, you're, you're in space and you're in like a, a giant mech suit um, and you're going around and accomplishing various tasks uh this particular demo i think it starts off at the uh, beginning of the game so you're you sort of crash land on this this uh planet and you're tasked with like repairing your mech and then going out and uh, looking for different attachments that can go on the mech and it's things like uh you know you have like a chainsaw that you can cut down trees or you've got like a um uh, a hose to water the garden or uh, just all these different like mechanical things that you can attach and different ways for you to interact with the world to collect resources and start building. Um, so you start building like, oh, I'm going to create a little um, place for me to sleep or like a tent and then that's where you rest for the night and then you start going in different different aspects of the game, putting down like plots of uh, like a, a box that you can plant seeds into and start growing them or ways that you can extract oil, like plant oil, um, and setting up weird machines. And while you're doing that, you're going around and exploring this alien world and uh, trying to discover it. My biggest pro- I bounced off this pretty quickly. Um, 
basically because I just didn't really get a grasp of what it was I was supposed to be doing. It was just kind of throwing me objectives up, being like, go find the hose. And so I would go to, you know, a smokestack in the distance and be like, all right, here's an object that I can attach to myself. And, oh, this one's the hose. And this other thing is the other object that's got me to got to do uh, that I need to collect. And then it'd be like, all right, now plant, um, plant a seed and but it wouldn't like tell me how I could do any of that stuff and so I had the seeds and I you know was able to build like a planter but I couldn't figure out oh how do I actually plant the seed and so I would grab the seed from my inventory and like try and just drop it on there and and just try and water it and that didn't seem to work and then like having to go and like look up a guide to be like how do you plant seeds Christ. and then be like oh no you have to go get this other attachment like a seed attachment for your mech and then you like use that to like sow the the ground in these giant pots and then you can put the seeds in there and then you water them and i'm like anyway it seemed like any time that the game was giving me an objective to do it never explained like oh this is what you should be doing to to figure that out or like here's your button list and i get that it's a demo and it's it's um early in the- not the full game yep. you know what i mean but at the same time, like it's supposed to give you the best experience to try and draw you in. Mm. And for me, every time it gave me an objective to go and do and solve something, it would never tell me like, this is what you need to do. Like it wasn't teaching me how to play the game. It was just giving me the objective and being like, fucking figure it out. Yep. I was like, oh, okay, fair enough. Um, and so like, I've got to go find these six attachments for my mech or four attachments. And then like, maybe one of them will do it. And then like, well i've got these seeds but this seed in particular doesn't work for this attachment it's only for like a specific seed i need to go find and then it just became too like weird and convoluted for me to to keep just fucking around with and so i was like after about 30 minutes i was like this is sort of just i feel like i'm just wasting my my time at this point i'm gonna come back once it's maybe a bit more fleshed out um because at this point it's just I think it's a bad impression considering it's supposed to be out in like two months as well um yeah not a great start for that so a little bit disappointing um yeah so that's uh anyway that is called uh light year frontier light year frontier um, so like it's a good name like it sort of like flows off the mouth yeah but um disappointing that the game doesn't stand up to the name well yeah i think I guess we'll see when the full thing comes out, but this demo is just not... Maybe they just didn't have the time to put it together properly. Obviously, that stuff's hard coming in so close to launch, but yeah, um, it just wasn't a good experience. So, yep. yeah. Um, the other one I played was called Gatekeeper. Uh, Gatekeeper is a roguelike game, and if you're looking for roguelike games in the Steam Next Fest, there's oh, yeah. most of them. 700,000, yeah. <laughs> yeah uh they're they're all pretty much roguelike games at this point uh anyway this one is another game that's scheduled to come out in uh the first half of this year so the next couple of months um you are playing as uh almost like an isometric top-down view it reminds me a lot of uh like risk of rain in terms of its mechanics you are constantly shooting uh, and the game recommends you to use um, I think it recommends you to use a mouse and keyboard at least. Okay. Uh, you, I think you can use a controller, but it's like 
at least when I was playing it, it was like, mm, don't use use a use a mouse right. keyboard, don't use a control. Uh, and so you sort of aim at the enemies that that attack you, uh, and each level has an objective you need to complete. It could be something as basic as like kill everybody. There's 30 enemies on this map, go kill them all, or go collect these artifacts and hand them into this monument thing. And then once you've done all those three, then you go to the exit gate and sort of every time you complete a level, um, I think the enemies are getting harder or they're like leveling. They're definitely leveling up, but I don't know if it's time to the type the play time or if it's tied to just the levels. I feel like it's the levels because there's no, from what I could tell, there's no indicator on the screen like risk of rain where time is sort of a resource. Um, this just seemed like a level was a resource that you were imagining and you were trying to get the most out of every level as much as you could. Uh, and so while you're doing, while you're going through each level, you're, you're killing enemies, you're gaining experience, and each time you gain experience, you're able to level up your character. And that could be something as basic as like just increasing your damage output to your attack speed, or um, as you get further and further in, there are like shrines that you can go and, and interact with and they could level up your abilities and make them more powerful. Um, and you can also get things like curses that will give you bonus and negative effects. Um, and so it is very like roguelike-esque because there is, it is has a lot of those elements in there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I enjoyed what I played. I don't know if there was anything in there that really stood out in terms of this is like something new that i haven't really seen before yeah. it was kind of just doing the roguelite thing in, in a fun way um i think the one thing it was sort of i couldn't really get a grasp on was is there an overall like currency that i am earning to level up my character yeah your meta um, from yeah or am i just like every time i go in knowledge is just the thing that i learn because right when i finished my 35 40 minute run whatever it was um yeah it kind of just ended right and and there was like some sort of weird currency that i was collecting yep. throughout the levels but i couldn't figure out what that was used for right. um and so yeah in the main menu there's like two other characters that were locked behind screen that you could play as but yeah otherwise i couldn't see like a skills menu that i could go in and tinker around with but otherwise like aesthetically it's really a neat looking game um it plays really well with mouse and keyboard you've got some interesting enemies that you can sort of face up against and they interact in the world in different ways they've got different like um attack patterns um sometimes you'll come up to these uh almost I don't know. They're an objective you have to do, and it's like, hey, you need to stay in this circle while the bar gets to 100. Yep. percent But every like 25 or 20 increments, it throws like another challenge into you. And it could be like, hey, the floor is lava over here, or we've got this right. beam that is shooting down in this specific part spot, and it's following you, and so you got to keep constantly moving. Um, so yes, you can go outside of that circle, but the moment you go outside of it, it starts like uh, ticking back that that timer. Um, so you've got to really stay inside that circle to, to progress, but it's not forcing you to stay in there. So you find yourself in a bit of a tricky situation and you need to like back off a little bit. You can play around with that strategy a little. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, I enjoyed it. I just feel like it seemed like it was missing something in there for me. So um, hopefully there is some sort of leveling up mechanic yep. or, or um, you know, 
system in place that you can sort of jump in there and and keep adding into your character but um yeah we'll have to wait and see so that one is called gatekeeper cool and is out soon there's no date but it says q1 uh you check it out anyway they're the the two games that i had a chance to play there were a couple others on the list that i thought looked interesting but i just didn't get a chance to to um dive in at all uh i don't know is there anything that sort of stood out to you or that you wanted to check out um did you talk last week about dice what was that what's that one that's not out yet we can't talk about that one okay all right yeah i thought that was the uh, next first one mm, uh, or maybe it is <laughs> i thought there was a game like that but i had no we, we can't talk about that one yet um no. one i got that i didn't get a chance to play is uh i downloaded it but i just haven't played it yet it was um pepper grinder okay uh which is another devolver one um just it's just a it's like fucking kleb in the goddamn fantasy critic like you just sort of like you know those demos are going to be pretty fucking good you know like yeah um but i got uh i'm i'm intrigued by this one it reminds me a lot of there was like a a playstation game from back in the day um that like had a very similar vibe of like the like in in this you've got this pepper grinder that you used to like drill through oh, yeah, sand and stuff yeah. um and yeah there was a yeah there was a game that like looked very similar to the, that and and like i always thought it's it's going to kill me like what this game was it was it was a cracker on the the PSN right like it was never a full title but uh yeah i wish i'd looked it up some i feel like ori had a similar gameplay mechanic as well yeah i think so yeah it's always fun like you kind of like when you're always moving forward and all you can do is like control your left and right there's like a, a bit of a panic system to it panic moment to it uh pixel is it pixel junk pixel junk monsters maybe or pixel one of the pixel junk games is definitely right. what I was thinking of. Maybe Pixel Junk Shooter, I think. Uh, yeah, 100%. Pixel Junk Shooter. It reminds me a lot of Pixel Junk Shooter, which was uh, fantastic. That's what I was thinking of. Deeply yep. underrated. Um, mm -hmm. Underplayed, maybe. Maybe not underrated, but definitely underplayed game. Um, and that's what this looks like. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm getting those vibes. I really like that game. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Kena, I've got it. Yeah, I've downloaded it. I uh, just haven't had a chance to try it out yet. And I uh, will for next week because I don't think it's a very long demo. So yeah. that's a good thing about demos. You know, like I can try a bunch. I mean, mm. yeah, fucking as long as I'm not doing other stuff. Just uh, had a bunch on this week. It was a bit of a crazy week. Yeah, there's a couple of games in the list, like uh, Dungeon Born is the one trending at the top at the moment. Um, it's been there for, I think, every day that I've looked, it's been oh, at yeah. the top. Yeah. It's a PvP VE dungeon crawler. Right. Um, uh, Dread Dawn is second on the list now. That was a lot lower 
the other day because um, I nearly pulled the trigger on that one to check out. So that's cool. Lightyear's jumped up as well. Um, Pacific Drive. I I don't know. It's, it's I sort of like just next wanna, week. I don't want to. Yeah, I just want to wait. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to waste my time. Stormgate. I'm in the beta four, but I did not get a chance to play. I Johnny Johnny Bravo Jabes hooked me up with a code, and I completely squandered it. But uh, there's a demo, so yeah, maybe I can get a um, second chance. Bellatro. You've talked Bellatro, about Bellatro, eh? The fucking blah, blah, blah. that king of games. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's dope. There was some other tribes threes dropped. That was a lot higher the other day. Um, Children's sons up here. Oh, I'm trying to find it. There was like a, a one where you play as like a bag, like an R, you're the RPG's bag or something. Is a PV. All right. E game. That sounds weird. Um. Oh, sorry. It's a PVP game. Uh, a PVP that was what game where you're playing as a bo a bag. You're like the inventory of someone's bag in an RPG game. And it's like an idle game where you right. move items around in a bag. And that's the game. I was like, that sounds fucking weird. But uh, it turned me off because it was a um, cause it was PvP. Yeah, it's weird. I was like, oh, man. That's extra weird. Yeah. Oh, man, I can't find it. I don't I know. Oh, here it is. Backpack battles. Backpack battles. <laughs> a PvP is... inventory management auto battler. Oh, what anyway. the fuck? Yeah. This Hornsville um, at the top looks kind of like my kind of fucking jam. I'm a fucking... Mm. Oh, it's already on my wish list. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe it is my jam then. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's why... Yeah. It was that, Is that why it was at the top? Oh, yeah. This, yeah. The top is that games are already wish listed. <laughs> All right. What a it's fucking like try dork. the demo. <laughs> This is on your wish list. Maybe you should look at it. I'm like, wow, yeah, this looks right. Well done, algorithm. Well, this is fucking way up my alley. How did you know that I would want to wish? All oh, right, yeah. All right, never mind. <laughs> Don't worry about me. Moving on. Yeah. All right, well, there you go. That is the uh, Steam Next Fest demos. We might have some more next week to talk about because it's running for a few more days. Um, all right. We got one more game to talk about on the list. Suicide Squad killed the Justice League. We played last week for about, what, three, four hours um, in co-op before we jumped in and did some podcasting for the day. Uh, codes come in pretty late. Yep. Um, I mean, they came in before release, which is a little bit handy. Uh, before, like, full release. I think it came out on... We got it on Thursday, right? Yeah. Um, game came out on Friday. Yeah. So we had a bit of a hands-on sesh before we talked about it. Uh, we were pretty uh, neutral, I think. This may be a good word. Neither game is neither good nor bad. I think I was um, straying towards positive. Yeah. Right. I think I, I, I was like, you know, this. I thought this was going to be a lot worse. Yeah. And, I, and I think we're having fun with it. And the fun we're having isn't purely down to everything's better oh. in co-op. Yeah. Sure. So yeah, I think I would say we were straying on the on the positive side of neutral. Right. Um, since then, you and I played a bunch more together. Um, yep. I think at least most of it I, I played with you. Um, I did roll credits in the game. Did Me you too. roll credits? Yeah. Okay. So we were pretty close to finishing it um, yeah. before we departed. Yes. Uh, 
but I don't know how many hours I've put in. I can take a quick look. Um, it's not a whole lot. 17 hours I've played. So, I mean, that's enough for me to pretty give a good judgment at this yeah. point. I've finished it. I've put in nearly 20 hours. Um, yeah. Uh, I think my opinion has changed a bit. Mine too. <laughs> a slight bit. Do <laughs> we've played a, a bunch more. Uh, yeah. Uh, we've not really talked about it. No. As of yet. Uh, so this will be interesting. Because I know you you were like you were loving this game. You were like the entire time we were playing, you were like, I'm a shark, bitch. I'm a shark. You're like, I This mean, is my game of the year. I mean, I was I was a shark, bitch. Like yeah, it was fucking dope. <laughs> it was fucking sick. I very much King Shark is far like if you're not playing if you're playing that game and you're not playing it as King Shark, you are having a worse experience than anyone who is playing it as King Shark flat out. Right? right, like your traversal's worse. Your traversal's definitely worse. There's, nobody has better traversal than fucking King Shark, but nobody has worse traversal than fucking Harley Quinn, uh, which is crazy. I don't know. Like, we we will talk about it, but I think uh, Boomerang? Captain Boomerang's probably. Worse. Oh, mate, mate! In one fight, he's fucked. In that one fight, right towards the end you probably couldn't be a worse character because all of right. the attacks he does are... Uh, all of the attacks the boss does are, like, you need verticality to not eat shit constantly. And Boomerang mm -hmm. has, like, I don't know, fucking about as much verticality as Nikola Jokic. Sans being seven foot tall. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. Um, but otherwise, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Like, fuck it. It doesn't matter. Like, Shark is so much better in terms of traversal than everyone else that, like, to him, everyone is, like, dirt. Everyone's just shit. Like, it's, you're fighting over scraps at that point. And then in terms of combat, Shark is so much better, as far as I could tell, than everyone else. That again, like you're fighting over fucking scraps. He leaps Wait, in. Then why'd you lose every single time? In the I combat? didn't lose every fucking time, mate. Remember that time when I beat you by like ten times? Your the score? first time Remember you got the two time in a row I was like, like absolutely fifteen hours in. Because I was letting you win because you hadn't done as many uh, missions as me, and it was far more <laughs> annoying when I had to wait for you to suggest a mission. The only time you started beating me was when you were eight levels above me. <laughs> You'd been playing, grinding all night for the best weapons, and even then you were like just winning. You absolute your first back -to -back win. It was disgusting. Absolute um, horseshit. The, all right. What well, was really disgusting was yeah, ten times his score is what I got. Ten times. It was like he wasn't even started fucking it when playing. I wasn't there. It was like he wasn't even fucking playing. It was ridiculous. <laughs> I think I wasn't. Um, <laughs> All right, let's go back to things. some positive things we said last week. The character right. development stuff yeah. is really good. Um, all of the interactions with the Suicide Squad uh, crew, the team they've put together, I think it's done really well. Um, the performances by them are great um, and their interactions. And then some of the stuff from the supporting cast of Justice League characters is really good. Um, it, like, it's fine. 
I think what makes it really good is their interactions with them. Yeah. I, like, I think they're very mediocre themselves. Like, the the Justice League is just, like, super one note. It, very average across the board. But when you combine the characters and the interactions from Suicide Squad, that it just elevates all that stuff. Because I think that every time they're on screen, it just brings everything a lot higher yeah. <laughs> higher up yeah um tonally right um and i still stand by what i said last week with the tutorial being crap oh it's and all that sort of stuff absolutely wonderful. it's the worst way to start your journey into that game it is ridiculous yeah, yeah. um and, and th- the things we were seeing early on last week in terms of the variety of missions that you were doing well uh, was really neat but then it becomes pretty apparent soon, like not too far, a couple hours in, like five or six hours that um, they start to run out of ideas. Yeah. And so those missions do become repetitive and they try and put like little twists on them by throwing modifiers into each of those missions. Oh my God. But at the end of the the day, those modifiers just don't mean anything at all because uh because because like much of the, the the game and the way the combat system works is you're just doing one thing as opposed to another like oh i'm gonna kick a ball with my left foot but in this game i've got to kick it with my right foot and you're like well actually i'm ambidextrous and so it doesn't really fucking matter which foot i kick like yep you know whatever except for um, the toy man side missions where you gotta create well, yeah I'll get to that. All right. You're still doing positive right. things, I guess? I don't know. Well, no, no. So it'll be like, hey, you've got to use fire damage on this one and you've got to use your afflictions to do damage and blah, blah, blah. And then the next one will be like, now you've got to use the poison or like electric. And it's like, all right, literally there's no, there's a very minimal distant difference between those two afflictions like fire and, and craze or electric. It doesn't really fucking matter. Um, and so it starts throwing those things at you. And then you get to the ones like the ones you're talking about where it's, oh, you can only kill enemies with grenades or you can only kill enemies by doing, you can only do damage to enemies by doing crit damage. And then so all of a sudden you all other and all other damage heals them. Heals them. By the way. Yeah. Yeah. That one's fucked. And so that pretty much becomes down to like, oh, well, I don't really have anything on me that does like crit damage or I'm not or like, I'm not playing as dead shot. So... All of yeah. my weapons have massive spread. So unless I like literally freeze them and then stand mm. on top of them and shoot them in the fucking head, I'm not doing... I'm literally actively healing them. Uh, yeah. Rough. The, yeah, because I had a pistol that was did a, a high amount of damage and that was good enough to be like, oh, if I shot four times, one of those will crit... And it was just one shot, whoever it is I'm hitting. But mm. if I use my minigun, I just had no chance because right. it would just heal them constantly. As King Shark with the minigun and the shotgun, mm. uh, I failed. It was like the only only mission I failed the first time I tried to do that. And right. uh, the second time I tried to do it, I died twice. And I'm like, I, I, like I'm kind of killing them. But the problem is like, the like it's one of those missions where you've got to rescue four people and mm-hmm. they will not trigger the third rescue until you've killed enough people. But I, I so I did the first two rescues without killing anyone. I'm like, I, I just won't fucking kill anyone. I'll just keep fucking moving, right? That's fine. 
I've died twice. I've managed to kill like three fucking grunts with my shotgun. I had to like, in the middle of fucking combat, because the game doesn't pause if you're online or available for friends to join. Um, I had to, I had to enter my inventory and switch to a fucking assault rifle uh, that was halfway decent. Uh, that could actually do damage. The first time I did it, I switched to one that did a lot of damage, but only to elites, did zero damage to grunts. And I'm like, I'm yeah. definitely hitting these crits. How the fuck is this still zero damage? And then it fucking clicked when I started shooting an elite instead and it was doing fucking loads of damage. I'm like, oh my fucking God. So I had to switch again mid-combat, finally fucking get it done. So that was it. That was it for shotguns for me. That was a, a fucking season wrap on shotguns. I never went back to a shotgun. Yeah. Uh, that that mission in particular is fucked. Um, I did solve it. I do have a solve. Uh, you eventually get an affliction with ivy, uh, poison ivy, to do uh, electric damage. And electric yeah. damage makes every single shot into a crit. Uh, so I just loaded up everything I did had electric damage, and then I just crit them, crit the fuck out of everyone, regardless of where I shot them. But until then. Oh man, I was in so much fucking trouble. Like, yeah, I just couldn't do those fucking missions. Even even after I'd found the solve, it was still really fucking rough. Um, I probably shouldn't have mentioned the plant lady because I yeah spoilers, but uh, technically spoilers. I'm a, I apologize if you you didn't know. Uh, yeah, I think she was in the trailers. All right, uh, the other mission that I didn't like was the car one. Why was I upgrading my car? I never drove in the car outside of those missions. Those like that was the only time you had those weird fucking cars was in those missions. So why would I want to upgrade them? It did nothing for me. Like did I miss something? Were you supposed to be able to up like summon a car or something? I don't know. I don't think so. It was so fucking odd, man. It was weird. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so those those were dumb. So the third the third one for me was the one where you have to do grenade damage. Um, oh. The reason why that becomes problematic is because you end up with... Uh, the way you get grenades is by either killing something, you know, there's a random chance to spawn. You could, in this specific one, uh, you could melee an enemy that would spawn a grenade, or you can uh, slide tackle, I think it's called. So you like slide into slide, them, right? Yeah, yeah. The problem comes when you end up having the only enemies that you're facing off against are elites or snipers, because that means there's no ways to regenerate your grenades. Yeah. Uh, because you can't kill you can't kill the elite if you've got no grenades, and so there's nothing around for you to kill, and so you, you're just standing there with like no grenades. You can't get them back, and so you've got to try and like slide tackle into them. Yep. Um, which is fine. And then you just got to do that a bunch of times. It's Super just, annoying. The, the slide window is smaller than the fucking parry window in fucking Bloodborne. It's fucking ridiculous, right? Like, I I reckon I could, I could full parry in yeah. fucking, like, Daigo Street Fighter fucking parry a motherfucker before I could consistently do three slides in a row in that fucking right. game. I, it just did not fucking work. It was... Well, because you've got to, like... 
have you got to use your traversal yeah. land on the ground and then hit the slide that's the only way you can fucking activate it and so and you've got to like nail it's, those it's got to be like one frame before you hit the ground is when you hit the fucking slide or something y- I, yeah i had that like right at the start you get these missions and one of the missions was like kill five enemies with slide uh like while sliding mm-hmm. by the end of the game some 18 hours later i had done it twice <laughs> yeah and i'd done it on purpose once <laughs> i don't remember right. when i did it the second time i must have just like gripped my controller too hard and like accidentally slid and killed someone no idea absolutely no idea yeah Ludicrous. so the other thing is if it throws at you these sniper enemies yeah and you've got no grenades the way that you get grenades back is by sliding into them or meleeing them yeah the problem is you can't melee the snipers because the, if you get close to them they teleport away and so your game doesn't actually um like it just doesn't lock onto them it won't they'll just disappear you can't and so that means that you've got to slide tackle them so you're traversing around you've then got to try and land next to them and immediately do that slide and hope that they don't disappear and so it just becomes this really fucking tedious thing of doing that over and over the one trick with the snipers that worked for me but only because i could also then leap i could cover the distance as king shark fast enough was if you did the counter move they were stunned for like one second and so that was enough time for me to do my shark leap and then like melee them that was the only way i got through those fucking missions they were they were fucking ridiculous uh yeah yeah but um and so like those missions are just they there's a variety there but they're just not interesting variety it's like somebody thought of an idea and then just they never tested it and they're like fuck it that'll do that we'll just put that out that's that'll get it up there um and so yeah the game does become a bit bit repetitive in terms of its side content from then on in and then you've got things like the going back to the traversal stuff i i just don't get it like at what point did they look at these three and be like it's balanced ship it (laughs) like (laughs) the king shark like i i I don't think i've seen anybody say that he's not the best in traversal the at least harley quinn just i don't know like she's not good and she's apparently like the second best one for traversal i'm like you're fucking kidding it's so bad the amount of times i had to like hang out on top of a building because you were like having been afk when you started going to another thing if you drop 500 meters behind your co-op partner like uh waller gets on the fucking line and starts threatening to like blow up your head did you ever see that happen no i don't know your screen goes and it goes like blurry you can't see and it's like you've got 25 seconds to catch up and i'm like i can't fucking see anything like my screen is blurry and so you're just like heading towards the shark icon on yep. the screen like, i think that's a shark icon i'll go that way is this a building i'm going into i don't the know of times we would start to head like it'd be like oh yeah your location is 2500 meters on the other side of the fucking city on the other side of metropolis off you go and i'd be like all right and i'd leap and then i'd already be 200 meters in front of you. i'm yeah. like all right i better not I better slow down. I should probably slow down. And then sometimes I'll be like, ah, fuck him. 
And you know what it'd do? Fuck it, my, my head would blow up, right? And then it'd be like, it's spawning you close to your friend. And it'd spawn me and I'd be 500 <laughs> meters away. And I'm like, like this is the closest you could get me. And it's like, you should catch up to your team. And the screen go blur. And I'm like, oh, fuck. fuck. The countdown begins. Well, it's like, <laughs> what the fuck? Are you? You're going off mission. You can't go off mission. I'm going to blow up your head. And you're like, lady, you put me off mission. What are you talking about? Yeah. yeah. And so like their solution to traversal in terms of Harley is a, is a cool idea. So she's got like her... Um, she steals like a bat drone and she uses her like uh, grapple, which was from the original Batman Arkham games to like grapple onto the um, the drone and like spider. It's, she's basically Spider-Man swinging mm. from the drone around the environment. But you can also hit like the bumper button and that will grapple you to an anchor point on a building or a ledge or something like that. And then you can then go from that to like a boost jump. And then start your jump again, your, your swinging motion again. Um, however, you can only do the swinging motion twice and there is a, uh, well, sorry, well, you do it the first time and then the second time there is a limit on like, the, once the bar gets all the way to the end again, then you can do another swing. And every consecutive swing after the first one, gets it gets harder to do. It takes longer time. And so at maximum throughout the game, I did maybe like, there was maybe one time where I got three swings in before I hit the fucking ground. Um, because most of the time, like, by the time you hit that second swing, that's it. There's not enough time. You're just going to face plant. And so you're now, you've now got to, like, look around the environment to grapple onto the ledge to then start your swing again. However, that only works if you're at a certain elevation near a an object. If you're, if you're too high, you can't grapple onto something down low and start that boost again. You've got to be below it. So you're constantly going from like an elevation in the game, which is, you know, your swinging elevation to having to go below level in a, uh, below the skyline and then grapple up and start again. Whereas a character like King Shark can jump and then do the boost again and like jump, keep jumping upwards. King Shark's movement is essentially, if you ever played the, the Hulk, the... Not the Eric Banner Hulk game, but the they made that one where he just like wrecks shit, hmm. uh, like just like fucking breaks shit, and it like it was epic. It was a fantastic fucking one of the best superhero games, right? Uh, and he just like sort of just like fucking jump at shit. Uh, he'd like run for a bit and then fucking leap, uh, or he'd leap straight up, and then King Shark can also like in midair use his shark pounce. Hmm. To get even more distance, and he can do it three times. <laughs> so I'm like, I like, and it definitely seemed to me like everything in Metropolis was exact. Like if you were nailing your three jumps, every you, you were never in no man's land. You never made it. Oh no, I was so close. I nearly made it. No, if you were nailing your jumps, you were always like. Ex Exactly. Like the entirety of Metropolis was crafted around King Shark jumping places or some shit, right? Like, yeah, I think the entire dev team played that. And we're like, we're <laughs> like, done. You know, it's really fun. King Shark and the other three characters are like, hey, could we, could you have a look at us? Yeah. Captain Boomerang can't go up. He's like dogs. He can't look up. Like he fucking, he, he'll. If we're going horizontal, he'll keep up with the best of us. But as soon as there's a fucking flight of stairs, it's fucking over for him. So, 
Like, should we do something about that? And like, no. Can't talk. Blaine is King Shark. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you're lucky it's not called Suicide Shark. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and so, like, there, I think there's some really basic solutions. You could just get rid of that countdown for that second one. Just have them all be a consistent, like, swinging thing. And so I'm not having to wait five seconds to be able to swing again. Like, why Why are you taking the fun away from me? Yeah. And and you're doing it... You're, you're, you're implementing this mechanic in a post-Spider-Man world, Marvel Spider-Man world, where they nailed the fucking swinging and you're going to be like, you know what? It's going to be fun. We're going to have you swing around the world in a city where you can only do it twice every 13 seconds. Uh, fuck you, Spider-Man. And then that was their like, we're done. Yeah. Ship it. Ship it. <laughs> yeah. Look, let nobody say King Shark is bad because he's too good. Ship it. Yeah. I don't understand why Boomerang didn't have like a, just fling his fucking boomerang, like his flash boomerang up in the fucking sky. Like he could, they, they could have done like he has a super jump. I don't understand. Right. Like just do it like King Shark, but with a different animation. It's wild. He's so, so useless. If he has to go up, it is crazy. And then, like, obviously, Deadshot's got the jetpack, but nobody wants to play as Deadshot because he's a fucking wet blanket. Like, get the fuck out of it. He has one yeah. good line in the entire fucking uh, game, and then he, and after he says it, he is instantly upstaged by King Shark. <laughs> like, Everybody, yeah. <laughs> he's fucking- well. No, I think I think Boomerang's pretty good. Um, no, I just mean like. Deadshot's one good line is immediately overshone by King Shark. Like, right. literally seconds after he says it, uh, you're like, fuck, that's badass. And then King Shark comes in with that, something actually funny. And you're like, oh, right. Yeah, Deadshot sucks. Mm. Boomerang is the... Like, in terms of the writing, Boomerang's easily the best. By a long way. Uh, he's the King Shark <laughs> of the writing. Uh, but But, like... At the same time, like Harley and, and King Shark do sort of keep up, right? Like, yeah. But it's it's like King Shark has just got to the point where I'm like, it just it feels like Drax every time. Oh, yeah. Like channeling yeah. the Drax thing. Yeah, 1000%. He is just Drax. Um, but it's, it's it, like, it's good. Yeah, it's still done well. It's still funny. Um, yeah. So yeah, the yeah. issue with these characters is that they just don't. While on screen they have different personalities, in the game they don't. They're all they all seem to behave the same apart from like, oh Deadshot uses sniper rifles. And you're like, okay, cool. Whereas like my character's using like SMGs and miniguns and pistols, and you've got like your assortment of weapons. There's no real variety there in terms of those weapons and what they're doing. They're just another way to shoot the bullets yeah um and while at the start of the game it gives you different uh stats on your guns and they feel like they're going to be changing it up in a meaningful way it just never gets past that initial like like that that initial hurdle where the game uh gives you these weapons and there's nothing cool about them later on they all pretty much behave the same way so i was expecting them to start changing up a little bit because there are different like factions in the game or um like sort of like borderlands right where you expect 
certain weapons to ha- behave different ways and they start yeah. throwing weird uh interactions in- into the game and the weapons all have their own personality whereas you get like lex just... weapons or whatever armor armor, armor, armor. armor something armor tech armor or mods. Some shit. yeah like armor then... tech weapons and like yeah you're like all right oh okay i got a fucking gold lex tech right let's see what this does it shoots bullets like yeah, every other bullets. fucking gun yeah yeah and it never really elevates to the point where it's like, oh, I, I had such a hard time trying to distinguish what was better than the thing I had because everything is like a damage number and then like five other things and you're like comparing. It just doesn't do a good job of like comparing the two things side by side. Yeah. A game like Diablo does an excellent job because it gives you like the every stat across the board. It compares to each other, what you're losing, what you're gaining. But on top of that, there's an item level attached to it. Mm. And a lot of loot-based games have item levels, and this doesn't for whatever yeah. reason. Yeah, and so that, that's a really quick way of looking at something and being like, oh, it's probably shit because it's 100 levels below what I'm... Or like, you get the idea, right? At yeah. a certain point, you're like, like I'm looking for this If it's 100 levels item. below, you're like, I don't give a fuck. But if it's like seven levels below, you're like... Oh, man. Uh, and then you dive into the numbers, right? You yeah. start looking here you're just like i don't fucking know like this is an orange and that's an orange yeah and i've been getting those i've getting getting those for fucking the entire game yeah and you just sort of start it all becomes like arbitrary at a certain point yeah um and so you just don't understand like what is good and then at a certain point it's like here's a tier one weapon and you're like all right what the fuck does that mean that's <laughs> the first time you've told yep. me there's a tier one weapon yep. where does that lead us to all right okay fair enough um and so yeah it just it's just very muddled in terms of how it portrays that information and then on top of that the weapons themselves don't end up feeling unique or distinct like why should i be using an smg over a minigun like i just don't it doesn't really give me that information in a meaningful way to just yep. or like i've got a pistol that seems to do pretty well like should i just use a pistol i guess so well, um, you just wind up in a bonuses. situation where whatever puts rounds down range the fastest and yeah. the most consistently is what you use at all times because you look at the DPS, right? And you're right, like, like time spent reloading is is time like is DPS lost, but if encounters are over before you have to reload, then who fucking cares? So mm. yeah, like if it like the difference between the assault rifle and the and the minigun like literally came down to how long do I think this encounter is going to last? Yeah. And so they've they've sort of put themselves in this weird corner where none of that is meaningful information. Yeah. And you look at a game like Diablo where they've built a game around its its gear and 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 the gear ties back to the character and, and the abilities that you can um that they lean into or or giving you new abilities or like modifying the abilities that you're using and so that's what makes that stuff interesting and like going for specific items because they're going to allow you to do certain things in the game and and other titles have done that as well um but here because of the because the characters are just so in terms of their skill tree I, i can't tell you what my character does i can't tell what harley does in my skill tree because yep. it just doesn't make any fucking sense yeah. once I get to 25 combo then she does this instead of that and once she does 15 combo she does this other thing instead of this other thing and you're just like it's just all like meaningless information and 
it's like I switched across to some of the other characters later on yep. and like looking through their skill tree and I'm like this just looks like the other skill tree like the what I was just playing like it just doesn't make there's no the skills thing is, it's just like weird you get to that 25 combo or whatever like so fucking fast right like I, I don't know what it is, what counts as a combo damage kills like that doing, sort of is thing. it kills or is it damage if you just if it's just based on damage and I think it is it, right? it's both it sounds like then fucking King Shark with his minigun, right, puts 25 fucking bullets down range, and then he's fucking the there's like a diving bell sound that indicates that he's triggered his fucking his combo upgrade. That shit would happen like three seconds into an encounter. Right? Like it would be like bing bing, and suddenly like I'm like fucking super shark, right? Like I was already fucking everything up. But like suddenly, yeah. so like it didn't. There was it meant nothing, right? Like it, it absolutely didn't mean a single thing, um, which was just, yeah, like ludicrous. They they created this this system, and then yeah, they just didn't have the sack to go through with it. It seems you know, like yeah. they're like, oh yeah, no, nah, people aren't going to like this. We should just make it super easy. But like, I legitimately can't tell you what my skills are yeah like i don't know what she does <laughs> yeah i mean I, I, like i don't know what king shark does either i just know a, a noise happens when i hit 25 times combo and, and a, something something yeah. happens shark's doing something i don't know yeah i mean the thing is that they they rely so much on this combo thing right once you hit five combo once you hit 10 combo 15 20 and then each time you get to a, a new milestone it adds a different effect yeah. but they're so like minuscule and minor that it just doesn't make any difference. Like, yeah. I don't feel like I'm doing anything different from the point where I started the game to where I ended up. And that's the thing about, like, a game... You're not like a rogue in, in Diablo where you're like, oh, okay, yeah. i got to build up this many points and then I can do this thing and then, like, that'll allow me to do this. And so I want to, like, fucking put this chain of, like, I'm not just, I'm not just fucking hammering... Uh, One, my hotkeys yeah i'm not just <laughs> yeah. hammering that right i there is like some thought going into how i put this together or, or like barbs with their fucking weapon switching and yeah. stuff like that like well borderlands yeah, is a perfect example like they all feel yeah, different yeah 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 but yeah in this yeah you just like yeah it never it literally never crossed my mind every time i had to level up i'd be like i don't give a fuck whatever yeah what sounds like it's the best thing this yeah. one yeah it's gonna give me more crit or something yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. It just never gets to a point where it's eventually you start like unlocking um like abilities. There's like three of them in the game. But even one of them is like a team ultimate ability. And I'm like, because you, you jumped in, uh, we finished playing one night and you kept you played the next day or something, and yep. you were like ten levels above me. Um and you popped I'm like, why the fuck is everybody slowing down? And you're like, Oh <laughs> I popped my my team ultimate or whatever. I'm like, oh, okay, cool, that's that's cool. And then eventually I unlocked it and it's the same ultimate. Yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah, like, everyone's got just uh, the one ultimate. There's that one the ultimate. Yeah. Oh, okay, I guess we just slow down time for everyone. Um and knock Does, them around. So Like I know the game was delayed and it took too long to come out as it was. But does it not seem like it should have been delayed even more? Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. I'll tell you, uh, so, yeah. Uh, the turning point for the game for me, right, 
was when I killed the Justice League. After we killed the Justice League and the map transformed and did its thing, I was just, I'm, I, I was checked out, right? Like I was so done with the game at that point. I'm so done with Luke at this point. He's, it, it has been an hour and a half. Whatever is in his smoothie, it has to be coagulated. It has to be fucking I'm done. Like I'm done. rancid. It's ridiculous. I cannot believe he's still drinking it. <sighs> oh, and he's got a fucking now he's got a fucking cup of water as well. I'm glad everybody at home's getting this. I cannot concentrate. I'm trying to talk some stuff. And as yep. soon as I start talking, Luke starts fucking drinking something. Anyway. Um, yeah, yeah, the map transformed and I was just like, I, I checked out, I mentally checked out, I'm like, ah, I don't give a fuck anymore. Like, it's just, this is, like, they're talking about, oh, there's 13 of these enemies, oh, 13, yeah, fucking 13 Brainiacs, there's 13 Brainiacs and you gotta do these missions to, uh, earn enough currency to, be allowed to go into Brainiac's world to do this and this and this. And I'm like, my eyes glazed over. And I'm like, I, yep, I'm done. I think I'm done with this game. But I hadn't seen the credits roll, so I did persevere. Someone joined my game. If you listen to the podcast and you join my game for the final boss fight, uh, let me know. Join our Discord and ping me a message. Were you just crazy underleveled like had you just started the game and then just happened to join my game at that point because you had a lot of stuff that hadn't you hadn't done on my map like as soon as you joined my map like just was flush with shit that hadn't been done right and i'm like oh all right um this is weird and i looked at your level and it seemed like you may have been grossly unleveled for the fight and then you died over and over again during the fight and I'm like should did I just drag someone into the final boss fight of this fucking game without knowing it I couldn't talk mm. to you because it seemed like cross play was on so you might have been playing on PlayStation or Xbox or something and joined my game or something because I've got Steam connected to the different platforms and whatnot if that's what happened I apologize. Uh, yeah, uh, but I I had no no way of knowing. I didn't even know you joined until like at some point my uh, my dead shot started moving on his own and, and wasn't keeping up with me. I'm like, what is going on there? That is fucking. <laughs> Who is weird. playing his dead shot? <laughs> oh no, Nate was playing his dead shot. I think this person was playing his boomerang. Still a mistake, whatever it was. Uh, but yeah, that was weird. Um, this, there's just so much meaningless shit to do in that game after you've killed the Justice League and none of it is for any reason at all. I did finish all of the side missions uh, for all of the different people. Support uh, missions, yeah. The support missions, yes. Uh, that was a mistake. I had to do the fucking Toy Man ones. Even, yep. yeah, like I said, even with even with my solution, it was still fucking annoying as hell to do them. Um, but yeah, got them done. Uh, yeah, 
I'm just like, this game could have been a tidy 12-hour-long experience where you roll around Metropolis as the Suicide Squad, you kill the Justice League, and that's it. Maybe, maybe you instantly go to the fight with Brainiac, and that's it, right? None of this other shit needed to exist. I'm not inclined to take part in any of it because it's the it's just repetitive, like nonsense. Uh, Is it going to be paid DLC? The the seasons? God, I hope they can't. Right? That would be they can't do that. That would be just the fucking biggest swing. I know they've revealed like characters that you'll be able to play as, and I'm assuming they'll be paid. But right, I they can't lock the season content behind DLC, right? Surely not. Surely not. Uh, it seems like the story will continue throughout the season. I assume yeah, I mean, it has to. Yeah, one year of seasons and one yeah. season a month or something. It's. It seems like they're going for a year. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, spoilers if you haven't finished Suicide Squad, but it doesn't end. There's no, no ending. <laughs> no, you roll credits. There's a very touching tribute at the end to our boy KC. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it doesn't end. Uh, no, it's going to end in a year, it seems like. If it, I mean, I'm not optimistic they're going to make a year. As soon as I saw you had the achievement uh, for finishing, I uninstalled it. Uh Oh, I finished it. I uninstalled it. Um, yeah. <laughs> you were like, fuck that guy. I'm done with that. Finished it without me. What a dog. He's dogged me. I'm going to go drag some level 18 through the rest of the fucking, to the, through the final. final well, no, mission. I was just running around. I didn't realize that, like we hadn't finished it. <laughs> right. Yeah. That final boss fight, by the way, has to, it's, it's like underbaked, right? Like they, they're all bad. I like the I like the Batman one. You don't do much. Uh, no, I like the the preamble for the Batman right. one. I should have said that one uh, is yeah. problematic because um, it's too repetitive, and I I, I get oh. why they do it because they want to get every everybody a go. Yeah, it's but it's when you're playing by yourself, man. They should have just been like, oh yeah, it would have been tedious. If, fuck. If if there are bots in the game, we're not going to see the bots. We'll just do the things and yeah. then off you go. Yeah. But if everybody's in there, it's just way too fucking long. Yeah. Um, it's a cool concept, but yeah, and that's the thing with this game is like, yeah, I, I all the bosses I think boss fights are bad. They're some of them are very samey in terms yeah. of the mechanics you're doing. There's no like. I mean, all, all of them, you're just shooting, which is uh, fair enough. But like, at least uh, we're, we're at a point now where bo- like, if you're going to put a game out like this or a live service game, there's got to be some sort of trick or like trying to test people, get them to do something, figure out interesting ways to beat this thing. And so they've got, you've got to have something other than just like fucking clicking on the screen or shooting, right? Yeah. There's puzzle elements. Destiny 2 and uh, get, like Blizzard games with World of Warcraft have, have done an awesome job of like throwing in interesting puzzles to you know you're not just shooting something but you're doing platforming or trying to figure out like standing on certain solutions and that's that whole community uh, around raids is like trying to figure out how to beat this thing this yeah. boss and that's not what Suicide Squad turns into it's just like shooting a thing as much as you can and that is it 
like yeah. while they dart around incoherently on the screen um <clears throat> which is just a mess and i think that the the problem with the suicide squad is is just uh, kills the justice league is uh there's just no yeah there's no coherency it feels like um like the thing we were talking about before like did someone actually did they play this did they try yeah. and do this level or did they try and play as the other characters like it's bizarre that so many of these systems are in place that just feel like so undercooked or yeah. underpolished but at the same time there's a ton of content in there like there was clearly a game at some point that was potentially i don't know maybe going to be something interesting and then all this live service crap went in there yeah that just doesn't mean anything at all um yeah and it's just it's just in a bizarre weird direction where it seems like there were decisions made that just got left out in the open and then that was what they just went with yeah like i just don't understand how they ended up putting a bunch of these ideas in there like you know it'd be fun fucking you've got to crit everything or like you can only kill things with a grenade like let's limit the tra the, the uh your traversals for each of the characters it'd be like playing fucking marvel spider-man and being like actually spider-man can only swing a couple of times then he's got to go reload his webs yep and they like the thing you got to do you got to like stop on the rooftop and fucking change your web shooters and be like no like, they'll fucking love this and you know what we'll do we'll put a mini game in there take out yeah and then and they'll do mixing that. chemicals so you can make new web fluid or some shit yeah 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 once you do like 10 swings that's it he's out yeah. of web fluid. and you're like that is not fun like the point yeah. of playing these games is for them to be fun and when you put like arbitrary systems in place to like get rid of that aspect it just doesn't like i don't know where that comes from it's so yeah. bizarre um no i think i think you i think you nailed it like i think they had a game in mind and then they got forced to live service it up and i think a lot of the bad parts of this game the parts that are incongruous to the rest of the experience are like of very blatantly tied to the fact that they need this to be a live service experience they need uh, whatever however flimsy an excuse it might be uh, they need an excuse for players to continue to grind until like through each season yeah like, like last week I think I, I was like it's not worth 104 bucks I would wait for it to come down. I'm way, way heavier on it this week. Like I, this is a, this is a like wait until you see it for five bucks type thing. My only concern is that it's an online game, Job. Yeah, <laughs> that's my end. And yeah, I don't see it lasting. We've seen games pull the plug in like six months. Exactly. Right, I think they've got a year of content. I worry that this game has a year of service. What happens to what happens to the content when the month ends? You know, does it get vaulted like in Destiny or some shit? Like, can you still play well, it? Like, how does that? Well, work? I don't know if they're just rotating out. Um, if it's just the the the. So, did you see the sets that they're doing, like weapon sets? Yeah. I don't know if they're going to be rotating out actual content. Or if it's just like, hey, new weapon sets plus new boss fight. And then the boss fights will always be there because they're part of the story. Okay. Like that stuff I think is interesting. The 
the 13 brainiacs that you talked about like sure. fighting and seeing how they have different abilities or whatever they're doing in their worlds yeah but um if the gameplay is going to stay the same and all that sort of stuff then really doesn't matter no at this point no so um yeah and it hasn't sold well at all by the looks of things it's uh it peaked on steam at least on pc which not a not the overall indicator but it's still an indicator it peaked at thirteen thousand players yeah that's not great which is not great uh let's take a look at gotham knights oh yeah twenty four thousand players that peaked at Dorium when it launched so nearly double i think this is way better than gotham knights <laughs> okay i think way if you're better. looking for a batman arkham s game gotham knights is the the one that's closest sure if you're looking for a game with fun interesting funny writing and characters uh then suicide squad kills the justice league absolutely pantses gotham knights got the every all of the writing in gotham knights made me want to die made me wish for a a, a quick swift death uh <laughs> yeah. every second that it was happening and then the speed lines it was like it was like they were trying to actively hurt me well, i was hoping of, there were speed lines in this like that was going to be an unlock because I'm like, surely there's going to be a skill that gives me better traversal. And it just never happens. What about that car yeah. that you never drive? No. Um, on top of that, the uh, we had some technical problems. I guess on my end, like performance-wise, just wasn't great. Um, I talked about like there's something going on last week with the CPU and GPU utilization. That, that, yep. that seems like... Uh, Digital Foundry did a thing and they're not really sure what's going on but they were running like a 4090 like one of the best AMD CPUs out and were still struggling to get it to run well um, so something's happening there and then uh, we I, we had a weird thing where while we were playing you dropped out at one point and then had to reconnect mm. and we had to like redo the mission again to like get you up to scratch because it didn't mark it off yep. and then we kept playing right and then the next day when we jumped in for some reason i had lost all my progress up until yeah. the point where you dropped out and so we then had to jump into your game to continue the progress but you'd had you'd like already jump forward a little bit like 10 levels in front because yep. you were playing and so we had to then go backtrack in the actual like chapter select um and then when i jumped on later on to try and do it myself i couldn't like it hadn't marked off those other missions that we'd done either so i had to go back to the original mission so i'm now like 20 missions behind and once i finished that mission it came up with a pop-up that was way too quick i couldn't read it but i had the gist of it saying like hey you've already done this type thing and so i backed out of my game because you can't look at the chapters in the game you have to go back to the main menu and it had marked off everything that i'd done previously which um and and all the new stuff which is good at least it had identified that i'd finished all those missions with you and it had let me jump forward but something weird was still going on there so yes it is it's doing a better job of keeping track of co-op missions and the way it handles that like if you want to compare it to like a far cry where that just 
the host is the only one that matters in that game and that's it um so yes it is doing something better here we just had a weird finicky interaction with it when we were playing uh, and we had, at one point we had someone join our game even though we we're on a private um like private invite only and yeah, that was they odd. were in yep. there for like two minutes and then left and we we're like what is happening here that's why i was like not sure if whoever joined my game was necessarily on my friends list like they may have just joined yeah a game i don't know uh anyway yeah. look yeah i i've turned around on this thing as well i don't think it's a good game mm. i don't think it's an average game i think it is a bad game at this point mm. now that i finished it and, and got a chance to play a, a lot bad more game with some good elements you know like yeah i think it starts off okay like it's not it doesn't start off okay it starts off terribly and then it manages to crawl its way out of the fucking pit that is right. that initial tutorial into something tutorial that's okay. yeah but yeah yeah i thought yeah i was like this is fine it's not a, a offensive but then it does become like you're taking the piss right now yeah <laughs> yeah um which sucks man because like what an absolutely talented studio that made three amazing games um and then this is what got put out 10 years yeah. later yep. it sucks man and i i, I it's unfortunate because like what is next for them i hope that they don't go through layoffs because it's obviously underperformed i don't think that i don't know th this is not the developer's fault necessarily it's coming from higher up they, they're the ones being told to do this live service thing and they're like chucking a single player studio on a live service game um i don't know this i feel like this could have been if it was just a single player focus on the thing which is in the title you're the suicide squad uh do yeah. that that could have been a cool idea unfortunately yep. it's where it is now just what's really mess. yeah it, there were like based on just the batman experience at the start of the game alone they're like there could have been a second like arkham trilogy mm -hmm. that led into this game you know like they left a lot of money on the table yeah. To to make whatever this is. It's so odd. You know? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's bizarre. Alright, well should we just wrap it up there and Yep. I don't think we're to be talking about that again. No. Anytime soon. Yeah. Okay, that's Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. It is now available for everyone to suffer with. Uh huh. Let's kick things off with some news. Uh, interesting news week. Um, this one is in relation to Xbox. There's a bunch of rumors going around that the company is looking to uh, change up its business strategy and is reevaluating its first-party exclusives. Uh, we got an we got a, um, a statement from Phil Spencer the other day saying that there will be an update plans next week in relation to how xbox will be handling their business going forward um but since i i guess this is sort of like a last week of just weird rumors and things that are sort of swirling around but we i think we talked about this uh recently with like reports that sea of thieves was going to be coming to other platforms um and then some other leaks started coming around in terms of games like Hi-Fi Rush potentially 
landing on the PlayStation 5 or other platforms. And then over the last couple of days, a, a lot of other things have started leaking in terms of like the Indiana Jones game yeah. that is being made by Machine Games, potentially being a cross-platform game. Um, there are rumors that the next Halo is going to be on all platforms. Uh, yeah, and then there's like, obviously the Call of Duty stuff, we've, we've uh, you know, there was a deal made at some point with PlayStation, like Call of Duty will be coming to PlayStation and Nintendo at some point. Um, and the, the word is that at this point, it looks like Microsoft or Xbox could be going third party. Um, they will no longer be... Well, I guess we'll find out. I guess Starfield was the other one, right? That popped yeah. up. Yeah, Starfield, is that Starfield yeah. is coming to... Well, the rumor is Starfield is coming to PlayStation. And so um, Xbox is reevaluating, it seems like, their business strategy going forward. We don't know to what detail this will entail. Like, if it'll be day and date across all platforms or if they're going to be like this stagger launch of wait a year or six months and then it comes across to the other platform yeah um but there's enough stuff out there right now to look at across the last especially the last week to say that there's obviously some movement happening here and xbox is looking to not do exclusive video games anymore um any thoughts on on what's happening here i mean it's a it's an easy PR win for Xbox. They lost this console generation, uh, yeah. according to all the all the sales metrics. They and the last one, yeah, yeah, back to back, right? Three sixty is probably the last one they did really well with. Yeah, yeah, and they didn't even win that generation. They just beat Sony. Yeah, um, yeah. they uh, yeah. They Game Pass dri- isn't doing well for them. We know uh, that. Yeah, well, it's not it's not bringing money, but I think it is doing well in terms of what they want. Well, their revenue, their expected revenue, was down by a lot. It's not where it's it's not where they want it to be. Yeah, but like that's that's the that's the subscription service playbook, right? Like now they start to jack it up, right? Jack the money, the the price up and stuff. Um, what they're going to try and do is what I think they're going to try and do is they go multi-platform, right? And your Game Pass <laughs> games can now be played on the fucking PlayStation, on the Switch, on like fucking everything. And so they are the subscription holders and they're using... And Sony, which is who is, is getting... Sp- well, probably still is getting a little bit splashed on hardware... Right, they're the they're the hardware suppliers. Microsoft no longer wears any of the costs of that, mm-hmm. uh, so they get away with something there. Uh, so Sony has no choice if they want to continue to make consoles, but to attempt to compete with PCs, uh, which uh, is is hard because the PC, you know, the likes of Nvidia continue to fucking make leaps and bounds in that area. So Sony Hertz uh, is more likely to make deals with Microsoft uh, for games that are more appropriate for their their console and and for the Switch 2. 
uh, and you know a little bit less powerful than what the PC players might want. Uh, and so Microsoft again looks good. They're providing Game Pass games, uh, and I think that that might be where they're heading. You know, like yeah. sub- subscriptions games you can only get on fucking like instead of the net well yeah basically the netflix games model right where you can you need a netflix subscription to play a bunch of fucking games which is annoying as fuck uh because i don't want to subscribe to netflix but they've got some cool mobile games you know like i don't want to i don't want to buy an iphone but they've got like apple arcade's got some cool fucking games you know like that's that's their system that's what they're looking at you know yeah, that's what I think's happened. I don't know. We'll see next week, right? Yeah, I don't. I like. I don't see this as Microsoft coming out and being like, "We're not making consoles anymore." All right. Um, I still think that's well, fuck something me, they'll I guess. be doing. Yeah, oh, I just don't. I don't know. I I feel like they'll probably continue doing that. Like it's making them money. It's just not. They're just losing the battle right now, right? Um, but I just think that like every time I. Starfield, obviously, I, I don't know. I just like Starfield did, what was it? We're in weird spaces now where we never talk about fucking numbers because they're like, we have this many players. Yeah. And like, what does that mean? Yeah. Um, but it was it was something like 13 million players last year. And you think about that being relegated to PC and Xbox and what could they have actually sold in terms of if, the, if they were like, what if we put this out on PlayStation? Could we have sold another five, six million units yeah. on PlayStation? Yeah. And that's our development costs right there. And then yeah. our profits, you know, uh, everything else we make. And so that's probably what they're looking at in terms of how can we make some more money out of this? Like, why are we just relegating it? And then, yeah, I, I don't know. We'll probably find out what they're talking about, if it's going to be day and date across the thing, or if it's going to be, you know, you get to play it a month before on Xbox and it'll come to PlayStation a month later or something like that. Or uh, I guess we'll find out. So, um, or at least make that information much clearer because we're at a stage where it was always like, oh, this thing is Xbox exclusive and then it'd come to PC like a year later and very like dancey in terms of what would happen. So um, yeah, it'll be an interesting week next week to find out what exactly is going on. But, Seems like things are changing pretty significantly. Uh, all right. Uh, next up, we've got some CD Projekt Red news. They have provided an update on the uh, Cyberpunk 2077 um, sequel or follow-up, I think they're calling it. Right. Not necessarily a sequel. Um, so this one's being made out of their, U- uh, their US and Canada studios. Uh, and they've talked about some of the hires they've made, bringing in people from... Um, other studios that have been around for quite a while working on a uh, other quite well-known games things like they hired um, the narrative writers for control they brought on um, some people from the ubisoft team that were working on um, some of the massive entertainment games so uh, avatar and division uh, and then they brought in people from blizzard who worked on things like uh, diablo 3 uh, and they just basically list a bunch of bunch of people that have they've brought in to help work on that game, um, and some of the leads that'll be taking up key positions on that um, on that title and what it is they'll be doing. So 
yeah um i guess they're being a bit of transparent a bit more open about what is happening with that which is nice we've seen some uh, usually it's like a secret everything's always a fucking secret and you don't find out until the last minute what is going on mm. um and we're we're transitioning into interesting stages where studios are now working on like two or three properties at a time these larger studios and so we obviously know like cd project red is working on this cyberpunk game but they've got uh like the new witcher stuff that's in development as well there's a couple of witcher titles out there um and so hopefully that just means that a studio like cd project red we're not gonna have to wait seven eight years for them to start putting out these largest scope games um but some of the names that they've got like working on this uh, they're talking about people that looked after like phantom liberty the expansion for 2077 which uh, was received really well um who are now taking over like the reins of um that that specific yep. game which we've seen them do before right we, we talked about um the witcher 3 and how they took the uh some of the mission or quest designers from that game and then we'll like go make an expansion and then like made some absolutely phenomenal expansion packs for yeah. the witcher 3 um because you've got these really creative people that can do awesome things and you go let them go do their own thing and yep. usually provide some uh some good entertainment so anyway um yeah that's cyberpunk seems like it's you know it's still a ways off but uh won't be as long as a wait as some other games they've put out obviously the, the time between the witcher 3 and cyberpunk was quite a while it seems like they're going to be getting uh, less time between though. some of those games you're crazy you're crazy it should have been uh, longer <laughs> yeah no it should have all right uh the last piece of news here is the playstation state of play they showed off the final fantasy 7 rebirth trailer it was like a 20 minute sort of presentation today yep. um Job is I know he's looking forward to this one. It's it's one of PlayStation's biggest games of this year. There's only what two weeks left? Two, three weeks left until this thing comes out. Um it's I don't close. know the, the date off the top of my head. But uh how amped are you after watching this? A lot more amped than I was before watching it. Oh shit. He's eating it. <laughs> he's eating it. Get him his spoon. I'm so fucking I'm so fucking stupid. I cannot believe this. I'm like, there's a demo out. It's out right now. Uh, oh, really? And, yep. Um, so yeah, you can you can play it right now, um, and they're gonna update it um, in a couple of weeks. Like in two weeks, they're gonna update it with the ability to like play even more. And apparently, oh. if you like, you play through the it's the flashback sec- section. Um, in Nibelheim, if you play it in the demo, you won't have to play it again. That's when cool. the full game comes out. Um, but all right, so explain this to me because mm. I don't have any Final Fantasy VII knowledge. Is yeah. is that early on in the game, or is it like is it the very start? Or uh, well, because it's sort of split off from, uh, like you know they split remake uh into two games or however many games they want to fucking six, try I think six. pedal yeah um i it's hard for me to recall where it should fit but i think right. it will be the start of the game yeah um so yeah i'm just like trying to think how do you 
how do you fast forward past that while still giving me the stuff that I already had beforehand or like right I don't know it's a flashback you're playing in Sephiroth so it doesn't really oh so you're potentially not going to be taking anything with you yes you're just skipping it okay that's that's fine yep um this this yeah the stuff that I was showing I don't know man I don't know some of this seemed pretty goofy but like it was, it was Final Fantasy VII. Like you're rolling around, fucking at the Golden Saucer, racing Chocobos and fucking all that kind of shit. That looks pretty good. God help me, I want to play that. If it's got breeding, if it's got Chocobo breeding, I'm gonna fucking, I'm gonna get into it. Fuck. Yeah. It's it's just embarrassing. I'm so embarrassed. Like yep. how many times this? How many times? How did? How did I learn to resist the charms of Hideo Kojima so quickly? And yet, as soon as I see a fucking Moogle, I'm like, "Oh, this one, this is gonna be good." <laughs> Fuck, I'm a clown. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, it, yeah, it is three weeks from now. Um, until you get super excited and then disappointed because they changed the ending of this game. I don't know. I'll have to wait and see. You know. I watched I watched like half of it and then I switched it off. Right. Um I don't know, it looks cool. Yep. Looks super deep. Okay. Well there you go. Awesome. That is the news for this week. Do we have any questions? I feel like I saw that we thing. Do, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do. I haven't looked at it yet. Um Baz writes, Evening, gents. With all the layoffs, it must mean the quality of AAA games will drop. Do you think this will cause a large influx of the games-as-a-service model? God, I fucking hope not. What a bleak, bleak look at the future. I mean, they are popular with the shareholders, mm. so it's possible, but uh, hopefully games like Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League getting absolutely fucking panned will um and and not selling all that well will uh will maybe make the shareholders a little um hesitant reticent to force that uh that particular gameplay model what do you think luke yeah i mean we had that news last year right where playstation said they were looking at doing live service games they were 12 in the span of like a year and a half and they cut that back uh, and like a week later warner brothers came out and said yeah we're all of our big franchises are going to be uh, live service games and now after this they must be looking at that and thinking fuck mm. it's like we just fucked up we're a just, batman game <laughs> we're just not gonna make games anymore right what's bigger than like harry potter is there other big franchise they don't own they don't do lord of the rings anymore do they that's someone correct that's, that's embracer like embracer yeah yeah so what else does like wb have at this point harry potter is their biggest thing yep i think think uh which i saw some news today that uh hogwarts legacy was the biggest selling game of last year i think that's what i saw yep yeah um i don't know if the like the quality is going to be going down across the board Mm. um it's it's maybe too early to tell uh yeah i don't know i don't know if it's necessarily going to mean the quality of triple a games will drop across the board uh, the scope might. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the grandeur might be wound back a little bit, but yeah, 
We'll have to wait and see. Like, yeah. Uh, as goes on to say, it seems that these decisions are made in boardrooms to benefit shareholders, not customers. And the only logical path I can see is loot boxes and skins for days. Yeah, like 100%. I feel like I stepped on what you were saying. I should have read it all out for you. Um, right? Like that, it is, it is something that, yeah. It is very uh, bottom line um, attractive, the the loot box uh, system. Uh, so it requires gamers to vote with their wallets and say, no, we don't want any of that, um, which traditionally they haven't been great at. Uh the, yeah, I think Suicide Squad has, has shown that it's not necessarily going to work for AAA games or AA games or whatever you want to fuck call Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. Um, it also uh, won't help that mobile games still love to do it and that sports games still love to do it. Um, one day, I'm sure every AAA publisher thinks, oh, we're, we're going to be the ones to solve how to make this is a thing in games that aren't sports games or mobile mm -hmm. games. They all think they're it. I don't think any of them are. Except yeah. Fortnite, maybe. The big uh, ones. Except Fortnite. the big ones. You reckon Fortnite can do it? Roblox. Roblox, yeah. 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 Good question. I, I, I think it's the type of thing where... It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a couple of years before we see the ramifications of yeah we, a we lot will, of this. We will dodge the ripples for a little while. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think if anything, the stuff that you sort of talked about in terms of it's gonna offshoot smaller studios with a lot of talent. Yeah. Um, because it just means there's more people out there looking for work and they have more experience, and so with yeah, yeah, it's uh, we're gonna get some interesting games, I think. Yep. All right. Well, there you go. That is, uh, that's all the questions, I think. I don't have it open, but I'm assuming that that's is it. all the questions, correct. Is there anything you wanted to give a shout out to or plug for this week? Yeah, I'll tell you what. Uh, I am, I'm, I'm publishing something this week um, on nice. my site, jojojo.com, and on a site called Royal Road. Uh, I'm pu publishing a story in a serial format once a week mm -hmm. every friday i'll publish a new chapter you can't do that that's podcast day ah that's podcast day every friday yeah. you're making not, people choose between your your they don't, they don't have to choose they're not they're not reading the podcast good they god might be. how people um that may not be able to listen would potentially be reading the podcast through. You think people are auto transcribing this podcast? Pro I, of course. Our hearing challenged listeners. Maybe. So they've read like paragraphs of me complaining about you fucking drinking a mango smoothie. <laughs> yeah. Like 8,000 pages of podcasts this week. Incredible. Um, well, Thank you to all our uh, hearing impaired uh, listeners. Um, we appreciate you doing the extra steps to find out the nonsense that we talk about. Um, no, anyway, uh, yeah, it's fiction. It's uh, it's historical horror fiction set in the late nineteenth century uh, Australia. 
19th century? Yeah, 19th century Australia, colonial Australia, uh, about a, uh, a group, a patrol from the Australian Native Police hunting down uh, some blackbirds, which was the uh, colloquial term for a group of Pacific Islanders who had been coerced to come to Australia to work, essentially slaves, uh, hunting down some slaves who had escaped. Um, Australia doesn't have a robust, uh, well, I was taught rather, I was taught growing up that Australia didn't have a robust history with uh, slavery. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I, like, I'd known about this for a, a long time, but just, yeah, it is fascinating to learn that uh, not only did Australia have a pretty significant uh, attachment to using slavery, uh, but yeah, there were all, all kinds of other wild things going on back then in Australia that we never learned about in the history books at school. We just sort of blasted straight past this, uh, straight past it. You know, Captain Cook landed. Everyone had a fucking tip-top time. They built the Sydney Harbour Bridge and... Uh, here we are today. Um, yeah, none of that. Uh, just uh, so yeah, it's uh, it's historical fiction, horror. Uh, I will say up front. I'll give a content warning right now. It has racist language in it. I don't condone the language. Uh, I don't uh, encourage the language. It's just how people talked back then, uh, and it is for. The purposes of conveying the um, the lived experience of, uh, I guess, First Nations people in Australia. I think it's pretty good. Uh, I think the I think people will enjoy it as it unfolds week to week. I think they will enjoy it. I was going to do an audio book, but there's so much fucking racist language that I would never, I would never be able to crawl my way back from that cancellation. So I will not be reading it out as an audio book. Yeah, fair enough. But yeah, I'm excited. That's uh, yeah, Friday. Cool. Every Friday as well. So so that's until it's finished. Jobyjojo.com. Jobyjojo.com. Also on Royal Road, but just go to Jobyjojo.com. Yeah. Awesome. What about nice you, Luke? Stuff. Uh, I'll plug that too. Go check that out. Nice. <laughs> That's my plug. <laughs> Sweet. All right. Well, there you go. That is the podcast for this week. You can find us on iTunes, Android, all the places you get your podcasts from. You can find us on The Gap or The GA Podcast. If you have a moment, please rate and review. The show helps other people find us on the internet. Uh, you can go to our Discord page, thegapodcast.com slash Discord. You can jump in there and be uh, bombarded by Fantasy Critic League bots uh, at all hours of the day, just I think you can mute a specific channel now. Can't you just mute the bot so it only updates once a day? I don't know how I would do that. <laughs> Instead of every ten minutes, it's like, oh, this moves point one. Just mute point the channel. One. Everybody you look. Everybody look. Oh my god. You don't even. <laughs> no, but play. I like just popping mute. in every once in a while and seeing yeah. you guys argue over how to change the rules this week. <laughs> this is a classic Job thing where he doesn't tell anybody the rules. Until you nearly finish, then he goes and changes them all. Unbelievable. On the are, you still, are you still upset about fucking Munchkin? That is fucking crazy. <laughs> you are never going to win Munchkin. Munchkin. <laughs> Fuck me. Yeah. Unbelievable. Um, 
We also talk about uh, everything in there. Video games, TVs, books, movies. Yes. We play games as well. Go check that out. Uh, that's on our website. You can go to thegapodcast.com. It's got links to all of our uh, old episodes on there, including everything else, uh, places you can find us. Uh, and that's all thanks to our Patreon members. If you want to help support this show, you can go to patreon.com slash the GA podcast and you can uh, help us keep this show running. We appreciate your support. We and, do. Uh, keeps us, yes, keeps us out of the red for paying the bills on this site because they're yep. expensive. Thank, um, you. thank you so much. Thank you very much. Uh, and a big shout out to, uh, to, to Baz again for the, the, the email, but also pointing out we were having audio issues, which... Mm. We didn't know because we don't listen to this. Uh, <laughs> but oh, no, that's true. Clearly, Job doesn't listen either because he couldn't tell there were audio issues, but we'll figure that out at some point. I have no idea. Like, I did listen back to the part he was talking about, uh, and I have no idea what, what he was talking about. So I don't think it's coming through. Or if it is, it's being like distorted by Discord or something. Like, I don't know. There's, I don't there's, know. We're, we're trying to figure it out. That is hard to figure out. But when, I'm going to try and narrow things down, and I'm working on it, and we're doing some testing today to try to figure like, out what it, it is. I, what's happening is it's not on my auto transcriber, right? Yeah. Uh, it's not coming through when it tr- mm. auto transcribes everything Luke says. Yeah, because I'm not listening to him. I'm just reading. no. You're driving a car right now. Yeah, it's reading and driving. It's much better. Yep. Yes. All right. So yeah, shout Thank out you, to Baz. Baz. You're a legend. Um, yes. All right. Well, there you go. That is the podcast this week. Next week, we've got a um, a few games. I, we, I don't think we can talk about another game yet. No. All right. The one you were saying, oh, we can talk about that. I don't think we, we can talk about that. We still can't week. talk about it. Fucking hell. I've been playing a bunch of it. Um, really, really jumped again. Helldivers. Yeah, Helldivers. Helldivers. We'll be talking about that. Looks yes. like we got an email from Sony while we were recording, which is cool. Um, uh, Skull and Bones is soon, right? Is that next week? Uh, I believe it is it next is. week. Yep. Uh, cool. you can jump in the beta from Friday. Uh, and right. the and the and your progress will carry across if you're cool. so inclined. I uh, yep. I, I have been doing a lot of research on that game, and it actually kind of looks like. Once you get past the, if it if it has a good pace to it, it might actually be kind of fun. I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll have to we'll wait see. and see. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hopefully, I don't know. It, it's maybe kind of close. We'll have to see how early we can get that. But uh, maybe we'll have to wait another week. Anyway, uh, we've got some stuff to talk about, and uh, hopefully, we'll figure out what the hell Microsoft is doing. Um, yeah. So. Anyway, there you go. That is the show for this week. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We appreciate your ear holes mm. or your eye holes, depending on how you're smart absorbing good this. Good save, good save, good save. <laughs> yep. Your finger pads, uh, in yeah. case you have to then translate it to Braille. Mm. Mm. The seashells, three seashells. Oh, yeah, three your, seashells. Yeah. You're doing this. Yep. Should we start a thing like that? What? Where like you listen, like we as a joke, where uh, you listen to the podcast with the three seashells, and that's just everyone's like, "What the fuck are they talking about? What are they talking about?" Yeah. yeah, and then we sell a device, and you cram it, and it's like shaped by like, but you cram it up yourself, and then it vibrates what? up through your colon, and you absorb the knowledge. 
Okay, uh, you went right. too far with that. All right, sorry. Anyway, all right, well, there you go. Uh, stay safe, look after yourselves, uh, and have a good weekend. Love you, bye.